What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Up Show. We're coming to the final episodes here of the season. The MLS Cup playoffs have been exciting. Eastern and Western Conference, man, they've delivered. Obviously, you know what happened with LAFC. Uh, we're going to bring Justin. Justin, how you doing, man? Doing well, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's exciting getting down to the nitty gritty here in the MLS playoffs. First round of that single elimination uh, finished now, and now we only have conference final and uh, MLS Cup. Three more games in this very long, it seemed, season, but it's finally coming to an end here. So savor those past uh, or the last few games. Yeah, I, I, especially after the the international break, right? It was it was a unique uh, year, unique experience this time around how they did it and um but yeah like um obviously the biggest thing is seeing the rest of the rest the rest of the scores if we go around the league right we've seen cincinnati versus philly i mean we all knew that was going to be a tough one cincinnati ended up winning 1-0 they're obviously into the um the eastern conference final and obviously and then columbus beat orlando 2-0 and on the other side the houston dynamo uh and skc that one was it a handball? Was it not a handball? I know, I know, a lot of people have thoughts on, on the refereeing. When I saw that replay, um, it, I don't know how you don't call it a handball. I don't know what happened there. Um, but shout out to SKC, man. W- what they've been through, they 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 hopped in as a wild card team, and they were one game away from being in the in the conference final, which which is just insane. So it just goes to show that. Uh, the wild card game is exciting. It gets you. All, it can get you all the way, pretty much all the way through. But like the the refing, I know they're gonna feel they're gonna feel bad about that refing. What, what were your thoughts on on that call? Yeah, look, I mean, it is as difficult a way to go out as I can probably think of for SKC. But yeah, I think there's been a lot of focus on the refereeing in these conference semifinals. Maybe a little bit too much. I think uh, you know the Cincy example is not a clear and obvious uh, error because we simply don't have the angles. The angle that we were given was way off-centered, and you you just can't tell. Um, LAFC, I think there was a little bit too much criticism. Maybe we'll get into that with Ted Uncle. And then the the Houston one is the only one where I I believe there is a serious uh, debate here to be had whether that was a penalty because it clearly and obviously hits his hand, but... The argument becomes, is his arm making his body unnaturally bigger? I think he probably is by sticking it out slightly, but I think there's an argument to be made that his arms just has just at his side. Um, so I completely understand where SKC fans uh, feel hard done by. I would have given a penalty should I have been the VAR, but yeah, I think it's a, a difficult one there. But yeah, certainly the most uh, egregious error, if if it was one, was in the Houston SKC game. And yeah, and that one being inside the box too doesn't make it any easier, <laughs> right? Because that could just change things. All right, you, you would you would assume that that would be called a penalty. Uh, you know, as Casey gets an opportunity, potentially tie it, and then you kind of go from there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think the two biggest surprises ha- has been those two teams this this year to make it this far, right? SKC and the Houston Dynamo, um, and I think also seeing what you know what Hector Herrera and the Dynamo have done this season. They won the Open Cup, obviously. You know, we know they beat Miami and Miami without Messi, but they still got they still got a trophy uh, this year. So they will be going to the CONCACAF uh, Champions League next year. But also to make it to the Western Conference Final, I don't think anybody believed or thought that Houston would be one of the final four teams making it, uh, which I think it's very impressive. What what have you seen from the, from the Houston Dynamo 
this season that that's kind of stood out to you? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's Hector Herrera, Ache Ache. He has been uh, just sensational in every way, in all over the park, offensively, defensively. He is running the game for them, and I think uh, he probably didn't get enough consideration for that MVP talk because there was just so much focus on Luciano Acosta and Denny Bawanga, mainly Luciano Acosta, uh, and fair enough, deservedly so. But I think, you know, if you're looking at who are the most valuable players to their individual teams, I think you're talking about Denny Bowanga and Hector Herrera because you remove those players and, and they're completely different teams. Um, and I think you got to give credit to Ben Olsen for getting the best out of Hector Herrera. He has, you know, he wasn't very good last year. He wasn't what uh, Houston fans expected and he wasn't worth the DP money. But now he is, as we just said, you know, one of the better players in the league. So it is uh, a really important year for him. And in the same way, they have Amin Bossy, who came in and has had a fantastic year. A lot of penalties, but he's also been facilitating things from that number 10. Corey Baird has had the best season uh, statistically of his MLS career, right? Longtime veteran, but he has really picked it up. There's a lot of, uh, you know, different contributors in that team. And I think it's it's well balanced. It's well coached. And uh, yeah, it's, it's not a team that you want to face, obviously, in a playoff you know, tournament format because they already won the U.S. Open Cup. They know exactly how to win these type of games. And not to mention, they beat LAFC in back-to-back games with a 5-0 aggregate in these uh, in the regular season. So it is not a team that should be taken lightly for sure and not one that uh, LAFC has matched up with well either. Look, that is a very, very interesting note that you bring up because I think any team that makes it this far, any team can win, right? We know LAFC has been on a roll, but like, even though LFC, LAFC is hosting, they can very they can get beat by by the Houston Dynamo. And just to go back to Hector Herrera, yeah, he he has played so much better. We see sometimes when um when players uh, obviously like you know that played in the Mexican national team they'll come to the MLS. I would say outside of Carlos Vela, there really hasn't been one that's really stood out, you know, and done and has been as, as successful as Carlos Vela. But and I think now Hector Herrera has reached has reached that mark right like it's different obviously Carlos Vela has won has won an MLS Cup but I, winning it winning an Open Cup and now producing for your team right Hector Herrera is more of the facilitator right if we look at his stats right here I'm looking right now in 34 matches he has five goals and 13 assists I mean that's pretty good um, and to be able to help your team get get to the Final Four already win the Open Cup and completely change a Houston Dynamo team that. For the la for the number of years, they've been a laughable team. Like whenever you played the Houston Dynamo for 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 the last number of years, you can almost you know scribble in a W that you that the team is very beatable. And now Hector Herrera, you mentioned Ben Olsen, and then the rest of the gang, they've they've changed that this season. And that say they are say they they are they make it to the to the final or they somehow beat LAFC. That's gonna hold, that's gonna completely change. It's already changing the dynamic of who the Houston Dynamo are. But also that can attract more players to come play, more DP players. Now there's rumors that there's potentially going to be a fourth DP next season. Um, it also makes the Western Conference a little bit more tough. And I think that's what you want to see when you have a player of the caliber, Hector Herrera, who once played Atlético Madrid and now is coming here and is giving that type of uh, performance on a consistent basis this year. That's what you want to see at DPs when they come to the MLS, especially uh, that you ones that used to play for the Mexican national team. Now I know there's this, I, I, someone had mentioned. Do you think that the Mexican national team should call them up? I'm like, I don't think we're there yet. <laughs> I don't think we're there to have that conversation. That's a whole other conversation. But 
I like I like seeing him performing what he's doing in MLS. Yeah, I think uh, there's yeah no criticism can be levied. It's an interesting discussion about the Mexican national team for sure. But yeah, I think the last piece as well is of a DP is you want him to put butts in seats, and he's been doing that as well, right? Houston uh, drawing fans again, and that playoff atmosphere was absolutely rocking in their final home game of the season. So yeah, it, it really is great to see, and I hope uh, it can continue in Houston because. Yeah, they have a uh, passionate fan base when they're winning. Yeah. I know you had tweeted this. Uh, obviously, we knew Lucho Costa was one MVP. We knew that Danny mm -hmm. Buanga, I think you tweeted this, finished second. Um, mm -hmm. I believe you, you tweeted out the stats. What, what stood out to you uh, in, the, in the stat graphic? Let me see if I can pull it up, uh, what you tweeted out. Yeah, with the uh, final voting for MVP you're talking about, it was uh... – I think it was surprisingly a landslide to Lucho Acosta. Um, you know, we all expected Lucho Acosta to win and maybe by a margin, but to see like 4% or something in the media vote for Denny Bolonga is just ridiculous. It it uh, it just doesn't give him the credit he deserves, in my opinion, because he was just as good as Lucho Acosta, more important to his team, in my opinion. He would have gotten my vote for MVP. Uh, and I think that, yeah, he, he just deserves a little bit more focus. Um, but you know what? That That, that is what it is. Uh, these these uh, MVP votes come down to you got to pick one player. And I think that when the entire media is telling you for the past, what, three months that it's going to be Lucho Acosta, um, it becomes pretty easy for the entire media to, to vote for him. And then, you know, you see the player vote as well is, is pretty heavily skewed in favor of Luciano Acosta. Um which is, yeah, an interesting one considering Denny Boanga probably scored against all those people that uh, voted against him. Yeah, no, look, and the thing about Denny Boanga, he's been consistent in all competitions. Obviously, the MLS MVP only, you know, only goes, mm -hmm. only focuses on the MVP during the MLS regular season. But I think both both have been very spectacular. And yeah, like, I mean, you see right there, the player, the media vote, uh, the club vote, everything. Um, I think the thing that stood out to me um, is just like also like Cincinnati, like they've also like within the last year, they they switched also the, the, what they are as a club. Now they're a winning club this season. Now they're performing. And a lot of it has to do that to Luciano Costa and how they've been performing. I think as great Danny Buanga has been for what Luciano Costa has done for Cincy, I think it's just stood out a little bit more in the MLS. But we see, we see Danny Buanga every single week and we see and the things that he's doing and even scoring the goals you're like it shouldn't be it shouldn't be that far right it shouldn't the the, mm -hmm. the the voting shouldn't be that far off when when we see him day in day out and being clutch and all that and it will be interesting if lafc make it to the final and then since he make it interesting and i you know then i know danny bonga probably has a chip on his shoulder and we're like you know this is who the real mvp should be if if, if lafc are to make it uh, that far that that would that would that would be exciting because there is there there is also an MVP um, that you can win in, in the in the MLS Cup final, mm -hmm. you know. But I don't want to mm -hmm. get too too ahead of myself. But uh, but yeah, I just thought the voting uh, it was interesting um, how far off because I think you and I, I know you 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 had mentioned that you you thought Buanga was MVP and I, don't, I know a lot of people else also thought that, but I was just surprised how the margin was so big. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the uh, Sounders versus LAFC game because that was was a big game. But LAFC finally beat the Sounders. 
in the playoffs. We know it's been a number, a number of opportunities now that LAFC hasn't been able to get over the Sounders. What did you think going into this game for LAFC? Yeah, I mean, I thought that they were definitely uh, going to play a, a style that wasn't going to be pretty, but I didn't think it was going to be quite as defensive as what they, they brought out. Um, I, I think, you know, before the goal LAFC was trying to create, they were moving forward, they were, uh, you know, f fluid a little bit. But I think that once that goal went in, it was just a revert into a shell uh, type of game, get into halftime. And then after halftime, there wasn't any type of, uh, you know, we're going to try and open up this game for the first, you know, 20 minutes. We're going to try and, you know, not sit in our defensive shell for, for the first 20 minutes or 30 minutes of that second half, because generally it, the idea is you can't do that for 45 minutes. You can't do it for 90 minutes, but LAFC did do it for 90 minutes. And I think, uh, you know, there's a lot of things we can point to. Defending crosses, for one, in my opinion, was was fantastic. Uh, Seattle have been one of the most dangerous teams off crosses, but they limited the way that Seattle crossed. Steve Schrundle was talking about as long as you don't allow them to cross the ball on the ground, cut back towards the penalty spot, towards the top of the box, you force them to play aerial balls, aerial crosses, and then you just you know, crowd the box. You got to have enough men in there to go and win the ball. And that's what uh, LAFC did with Murillo, Chiellini. I mean, you look at the defensive actions of all four of those defenders. They were off the charts because they were just doing whatever it took to, to keep the ball out of the net. And then, of course, there's Maxime Cripeau in goal, just making save after save. The first one on uh, Jordan Morris is just, it's sensational, right? I mean, that is uh, a winning save. Ryan Hollingshead said, he told Maxime Cripeau that, the moment he made that save, he he thought in his head, we're winning this game. It's over. Because that type of save, it just completely changes momentum. It completely changes mindset. Uh, and it absolutely changed the game. And then, you know, he had a couple fingertip saves, one that was really special uh, in the final, you know, 10 or 20 minutes of that game. So he was absolutely locked in for me. I love watching Max in these type of games because he just loves being in these big moments. He loves the intensity. He loves the pressure. Um and he, you know, hasn't been able to experience it all season. So he's right back into it in these big moments. It's it's really great to see for him. Yeah, no, I mean, talking about Max, I think it was like the first, like, what, five minutes when he had those big saves. I think it was like the third or fourth minute when he had that save against Jordan Morris. And when you looked at typically, I mean, nine out of ten times, Jordan Morris is going to score that. And I, when I saw that, when I saw him get that save, I was like, oh, wow, this, this is insane. And it's been more than what a year and a year and almost a month since Maxine Campo injured himself in the MLS Cup final, and it's good to see him to be in his rhythm and be and be making these the saves because that's what LFC needs. They're going to need everybody to step up. You're going to need Max to have a game like how he did this last game, and also you need the defense to grow into this game because I think I don't know if it was Murillo who got beat on that. I think on the run of play of Jordan Morris, but in the first half it was a little. Uh, let's put it this way, Seattle was was knocking on the door and the defense wasn't as, as strong. And I feel like the defense grew into the game going into the second half where they made it really, really tough on the Seattle Sounder players. Yeah, they'd had a couple of shots, but I think what we've seen from Maxine Capo and what we've seen from that defense as a whole was, this is, I think maybe it could be one of the best performances that I've seen from LAFC, like as a whole defensively um, and how they played and also being on the road, also playing on the turf, being in Seattle, with all the things in hand and trying to get this revenge game right, uh, I, th I thought it was just a, 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 an excellent performance because a lot of people 
weren't sure if LAFC was going to beat Seattle, right? From from history, right? What we weren't sure what was going to happen from what from the previous seasons, and now that they got this win, I think they got to carry this momentum and they got to feel confident that like, hey, we just laid one our one of our biggest you know competitors, one of our big our biggest menaces in, in this last game. Now let's carry that momentum against Houston and potentially the, the game moving forward. And I think that's what's going to be a very interesting. If, if the defense can do that and you have another performance uh, like you did from Max, you assume that you know Buanga is going to do what he's do, Vela is going to do what he's do. And then all else, it's in their hands now. It's essentially in their hands. Yeah, no, absolutely. Coming home, obviously, against Houston, it's going to be a completely different game. But yeah, as you say, it's important to be able to win in different ways. You might need to play uh, a similar way should you go to Cincinnati, for example, who's a team who absolutely loves to have the ball. Um, and, you you know, you might be fine with that and then want to counterattack against them. So I think, yes, it shows... Steve Schrindler has always talked about he wants to play in phases. There wasn't really phases in that game, but it was uh, just a different type of team, right? It, it's uh, it's not the type of team that we would see under Bob Bradley ever, but now we see it, and I think, uh, yeah, it, it really is interesting when you talk about the Seattle aspect as well because, yeah, they have not been able to beat Seattle in the playoffs, two 3-1 losses, right? And just crazy to think about, you know, before – before uh, that game, Edward Atuesta was the only player uh, to score against Seattle in the playoffs for LAFC up until now. So it, it really is just, uh, it's been difficult. And Seattle have been that dominant club for the past decade, but it really feels like the torch has been passed to LAFC as MLS's most feared club because an MLS Cup, two supporter shield, and now three Western Conference final appearances uh, within six years of existence is is just incredible. Um, it, it's a dominance that I think, uh, you know, really speaks for itself. Yeah, I, I know we I know you want to talk a little bit about the Denny Buongo's goal against um, the Seattle Sounders. I'm, I'm going to bring this up here and you can walk us through it because, I mean, it was sensational. Just just seeing how he, he got the pass and then just scored. He, he had one thing on his mind. Here, let me let me go ahead and this yeah absolutely geo because i think people don't understand i just i think people don't appreciate how good of a goal this was you know this was a really special tactical move from lafc from back to front you see ryan hollingshead pick up the ball and he immediately is looking to play forward tillman picks up that pocket he turns and looks for Kike Oliveira. This is where i think uh, it really is impressive from lafc because you see that uh, Alex Roldan continually pushes up as a right fullback for Seattle in possession. He he gets caught too high sometimes, and Denny Bolonga knows that. He sees that he can exploit that space. And Kike Oliveira knows that as well. So Kike Oliveira knows that Yamar is responsible for covering that right uh, space if Alex Roldan is out of position. And you see that when Tillman gets the ball, Kike pulls Yamar and says, okay, I'm going to come in, pull Yamar and leave the ball for Denny. Now Yamar is completely taken out of the play. Now Kike decides, okay, I'm going to go to the center penalty spot and make my run there. Jackson Reagan now cannot go and close down Denny Bowanga because he has to stay put on Kike Oliveira. There, Denny Bowanga has the space to run in, cannot be caught by Roldan or Yamar because they were taken out of the play earlier. So it is not only fantastic play from Hollingshead and Tillman, but I think Kike Oliveira just pulling both those center backs exactly where they needed to be on the play. Fantastic tactical work from LAFC. Yeah, and I think that the biggest thing too, also seeing seeing that play in the goal is 
Kiko Lovera and Buanga are understanding each other, right? Because we've seen um I'm I'm forgetting the, the number nine that hasn't performed for LAFC. Mario. Um they have he understands he understands how they're 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 gonna play with each other. And he under, he already knew Buongo's right behind him. He already knew that what you just talked about, being able to pull that defender. What that's when you those the, the plays and training and everything, you you know when like, okay, I know one. Buanga has the pace to reach the ball. And if I pull this defender, that's going to open it up for him. And also understanding, like you mentioned, the run. If I make this run, I'm going to pull my defender a little bit more and give give Buanga, who has the pace, who has that open room, to score, to have the ability to score this goal. And Tillman also seeing, no, noticing the pass and everything right then and there. And Buanga is going to do what Buanga does, right? We've seen him, you know, sometimes – Sometimes he tends to do a little bit too much, but that was he he had one thing on his mind. He saw he saw how much space he had and he's like, I'm gonna go for goal. And I think that's what you like to see as your, from your team collectively and from Buanga, who's been consistent since day one all the way throughout this this MLS Cup playoffs. That you know, he's been the he's been the guy to lead on. At times, at times you kind of felt like maybe you needed LFC a couple of LFC players to step up a little bit more. But at, at a game like this. It's impressive that you could still win 1-0 and do what you do on the defensive end. And I think it's I think moving forward, these next goals, well, the next game may have to be another one goal difference type of game, right? If you, one goal can definitely win it. Um if they play Houston and if they move on, um, because these teams are gonna be very, very difficult. And I've I'm loving what, what I'm seeing from this team. I'm loving what I'm seeing from Buanga, I'm loving what I'm seeing from Vela, I'm loving for the team collectively because They've had some up and downs, right, this, this season. And even though they played, well, I forget how many games they played this season, it looks like it doesn't – they don't look tired to me anymore. They look very, very motivated. And they look they, – they know they haven't won a trophy this year, and they know they're two wins away from winning a trophy. And I think that's the added motivation that they want to do because they win that trophy. You can kind of forget about everything else, right? You can kind of forget about what happened this season. But if you repeat as back-to-back league champs, that can kind of just one, I don't know if it's salvaging, but like, you know, like, you know, the ripping off the bandaid doesn't hurt as much because one year you're back to back MLS champs and you go to the CONCACAF Champions League for the next year. No, I think it's completely fair. They they know that they've missed out on some opportunities. Hollingshead's talked about it. Sanchez, Murillo, they've all talked about how they know they missed out on some chances for trophies and they need to make sure that they capitalize on this opportunity here because, yeah, it, it's a big one for them. And uh, going back to back would be absolutely massive for them. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun. Sure is. Yeah. Um, what what would you like to see? Um, obviously, LAFC is at home this Saturday. What's some what's one player um, that you would like to see step up that, or you'd like to see a little bit more of uh, that that you know you see we seen uh you know like Chiki Palacios had a I think a, a, a great tackle. We've seen Max. Well, what's one player either that's starting or off the bench that you think could impact this next game? Yeah, no, it's a, it's an interesting one because you can't really say anybody after the Seattle game, right? They were all so so good. Um, but I think when you're looking at a Houston team, you're gonna see a slightly different game. You're probably gonna see um, more pressing from LEFC, and so for that reason, I would say maybe a Mateus Bogush can transition more quickly uh, in midfield. Though, you know, he he may come off the bench as well because that midfield battle against Houston is really gonna be uh, one to watch, and I think probably where the game is won. So. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see who Schroenderlo starts, but I think if you want to talk about uh, Mateus Bogus, he's going to need to uh, add that pressing ability, that winning the ball in the final third along with Tillman, and then that that transition to uh, creating more than maybe somebody like Kellen Acosta can going forward. Uh, so may, maybe him, if uh, LAFC decide to play a little bit more of an open game at home, which you would probably expect. So uh, that that's one I would look at. But as I said, I mean, everybody put in a shift, you know, uh, against Seattle. I think that literally everybody on the pitch uh, had a very, very quality performance uh, and was very involved and important in the way that LAFC wanted to play that game. So uh, hard to say that anybody has to step up their game from that Seattle game. No, and, that, and that's fair. And that's fair. And I think, I didn't think for me, I really like what, what I saw from Kike. And I really mm-hmm. liked it. And I really feel like he could definitely have, uh, you know, an impact and, you know, score a goal and, and be the difference maker because he, he, ha- he makes those runnings. He, he has the speed and he's understanding these guys. He's understanding what his role, what he needs to do, right? Whether it's making a deeper run, whether it's making it di- difficult on the defense. And I think, you know, and I think it's good to see that, you know, typically, you know, right, we've, we've, we've had um, a lot of a lot of older Wilds come come play for LAFC. And it's good that, you know, you have a player like Kike who understands his role and what he needs to do. And, and potentially he could potentially be that guy uh, next season that's scoring those goals and helping Danny Buanga this next season. Because right now it's like, obviously, it's Danny's Buanga show with the offense uh, and getting the distribution. But I think he, I think he can have a game where, you know, whether he makes an important assist or break, take, breaks down a, a defender uh, or scores an important goal. And I think he could definitely be the difference maker for this next game. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, he's not going to get on the stat sheet. Tillman's getting that assist, but Kike to me was even more vital to that goal as we talked about. So yeah, I think it's a great point. And he, you know, he was a game time decision for that Seattle game and he nearly played the whole time. So it just shows the the energy, the passion that he has to go and help his team and uh, win the game because yeah, it, it, he could have just not played that game, but the coaching staff uh, put their faith in him, said, all right, if, if you feel good enough, we're going to put you in. And he, he made the difference. Yeah. All right, guys. So, that's pretty much it. So Saturday, uh, December 2nd at 6.30, LAFC is hosting uh, the Houston Dynamo uh, for the Western Conference Finals. And if everything goes all, if everything goes well, then, you know, LAFC will be back uh, defending their, 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 defending their MLS Cup championship. Now, so it's the team, it was going to be hosted in Ohio. In Ohio. Right? In Ohio. Regardless, yeah. because it's whether Cincinnati or Columbus wins, right? They they got the higher seed. So if LAFC wins, um, they'll be they'll be on the way to Ohio. They absolutely will be, and as will we, Gio. <laughs> All right, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking, of, man. I'm, I'm considering. I'm like, man, it's so cold out there. It is so cold out there right now. But Tell yeah, me about it. If, yeah. if they make if they, if they make it, yeah, we we definitely got to go out there and cover that game because man. Last year, last year's final was insane. And then, I mean, if they make it, how, how could how could we not go to the final? You know. Oh yeah, of course. When you have uh, the potential MVP uh, battle that you were foreshadowing, <laughs> the the MVP battle. Yeah. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, thank you guys for hopping on and listening to us. And that wraps today's show. So, for Justin, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.